Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, December 7th. This is Elijah Fire episode 142. All right, so let's get, I just want to jump right into this. All right, we're just going to jump, jump right in. For those who don't know, my guest today is he's an author, he's a revivalist, he's the founder of Consuming Love Ministries, and he's also host of the Father's Heart podcast. Let's give it up for my guest today, Tyler Medina. Tyler Medina, how are hey. you, man? Doing good, doing well. How are you doing? Doing well, man. Welcome back to good. the show. This is yeah, our thank third you for time. Third time having a Jesus party. Yeah, on come on. Fire. Yeah. So come okay. On, um, back. Yeah. Okay. So really quick before we get started, why don't you tell people a little bit about your podcast, The Father's Heart? Yeah. So the the podcast that my wife and I have been doing, um, it's kind of a mix about uh, we take a lot of the sermons. I also pastor a church here locally in Lexington, Kentucky. So a mix of it is from some of the sermons that we're teaching every Sunday, every week, uh, getting that out. And then also just designated teachings that I feel uh, just issued from the heart of God, just to bring people back to the feet of Jesus. What's what's the heart of the father towards America, towards his nation, you know, congruently with the times and seasons we're in. And so um, it's something my wife and I have been doing now for about a year. Awesome. Awesome. And then what's your wife's name again? Anna Joe. Anna Joe. I knew it was two two names. Yeah. So, <laughs> Anna Joe. Do you guys do a lot of ministry together or is it mostly separate? Um, we do. Yeah. So I mean with the church, she's the worship leader. So we oh, kind great. of partner together on that. And there's a lot of opportunities where we travel uh here yeah. locally at least that she'll be able to lead worship with me and come with me. So we do. Awesome. And every time uh, I get to do it with her, I take advantage of it. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right, so uh, Tyler, what are we what are we going to be talking about today? Well, uh, looks like a plethora of different things here, but yes. the knowledge of God, um, just the call of intimacy, uh, knowing God, you know, comes from that John seventeen three. That this is eternal life that you may know Him. Um, talking about intimacy with God, you know, that songs of Solomon that I, my beloved, He is mine. You know, coming to the garden, that call to to, to the deeper things of God and just intimacy mm. with the Spirit. Um, and then just Revelation 3. I wanted to kind of just break down a little bit of Revelation 3 and where I believe the Lord's speaking to the body of Christ today. Awesome. All right, man, let's jump into it. Okay, so the knowledge of God. Let's just jump in. All right. Tell me about it. Tell me about the knowledge of God. Yeah, come on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it comes out of that John, that again, John 17, 3, this is eternal life that you may know him, you know? And so it's, you know, he didn't say that eternal life is, it's prophecy. It's all these things, right? It's the gifts. He said, eternal life is knowing him. You know, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. What was lost was koinonia. It was communion with the father. It was communion horizontally and vertically communion with the father, communion with, with one another. And so, um, everything is about knowing him, you know, that Jesus left heaven's throne for us, for humanity. It says that he was beaten to the point that he was no longer recognized so that we could become recognized by the father again. And everything was about restoration of that relationship of that divine order of that, you know, Genesis where, where he walked with, with man in the cool of the day. And so for me and my heart is, is that we would truly know God, that we would step past the veil mm -hmm. and into the inner courts of his presence and yeah. sit at the feet of Jesus and allow, allow the oil of his presence to saturate our lives that everywhere we go, we resemble with the fragrance of God and not just have his voice, but his likeness, his image, right? His character, mm -hmm. um, his character refinement. It's not enough just anointing and power. Do we know God? 
You know, do we know God and are we known by God? And is that the the core and, and the centrality of who we are and everything reflects from that place, you know? And so, um, for me, it's just, you know, John, the beloved, there went when so many people were concerned about who's the greatest among us, his concern was, let me lay my head on your heart. You know, what's, what's your heartbeat and mm-hmm. is laying his head on the chest of Jesus. And so I want to be a people that above all else, our heart is in beholding the lamb. The Bible says that when you behold the lamb, you're taken from glory to glory to glory. John 12, 32 said, if I be lifted high, I'll draw all men unto me. And so I believe that when we behold the lamb, we are taken from glory to glory to glory. And it's only by beholding him. It's only by sitting in his presence. It's only uh, by allowing, you know, him to refine us, to, to renew us, to strengthen us, right? That we begin to be like the one that we behold. Hmm. Amen. You know what I love about you, Tyler, dude. And it's something I noticed right, right out of the gate the, on your first episode. Like, dude, you know, the word, like, that's something that like, I just so admire that. I'm like, gosh, I want to know the, I want to know the word like that, you know? And it's just, obviously you, there's, you've been through a lot of tough stuff. And I think that you, you, you get how essential the word is. Right. Amen. Um, but how, how did that process start for you to even like know the word like that, just to completely derail whatever you were talking about? Yeah, no, you're good. It's just a, yeah. it comes from a hunger, you know, like yeah. certain things are taught, certain things are taught, you know, and I can, I, mm-hmm. the anointing destroys the yoke, right? You come, you, we can, you can receive breakthrough. You can receive, there's different things that you can receive as my, from my life as a spiritual father, whatever, whatever capacity I have in one's life. But there's one thing I can't teach and it's hunger. You know, and those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. And so when I really gave my life to Jesus, man, I became desperate for him. You know, and I always say like with revival, one of the biggest deterrents in this generation is we're a generation that has Uber Eats and has, you know, all these things of convenience. And what I've learned of revival is it doesn't come by way of convenience, it comes by way of desperation when we yeah, become desperate yeah. for it. You know, my literal prayer when I really gave my life to Jesus was, God, I take me or break me. I, I'd rather die than sin against you another day. Like I wanted him more than I wanted anything. Wow. And so I just began to eat the scroll, you know, and like John on the island of Patmos. It was, it was sweet to his lips, bitter to his belly. And what I just began to say was, Holy Spirit, open the scroll. Like, Holy Spirit, make these words known to me. Like, help me retain because it was hard for me to retain things that I read. I would read things and I wouldn't remember anything I read in school. You know, and I would read the whole book and I, I couldn't remember anything. And so when I really began to dive in the word, I would just before I before I, you know, I even opened the word, I would just begin to pray. And I I would open the pages to it. I just say, Holy Spirit, speak to me through this word, mm-hmm. reveal this word to me, bring to remembrance, you know. And it's like that, you know, when David said, I hide the word in my heart so I don't sin against you. And I always say the Holy Spirit's the key that opens the scroll. You know, the Pharisees knew the word. It was the, the, the tradition of that day to have the Torah memorized from front to back. I mean, it was their custom. And so they had the the whole Old Testament, the whole Torah memorized front to back. But when the word became flesh and dwelt among them, they knew him not, you know, and so we can read the word and just read it for what it and and, and have our own hearts trans, translation of it, where we can read it through the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's the key that opens the scroll, Amen. you know, and now the revelation and it's the rhema and the logos part, uh, logos partner together, right? It's the rhema spoken, the living word of God, um, but the word of God still the centrality of everything we do. The Bible says he holds the word above his own name, you know, and so the word of God is still every prophecy everything has to be rooted to the word it's the centrality mm-hmm. of everything that we do in ministry and so if we don't have a love for the word the love of god comes from a love of his word because it's one of the ways he speaks to us he speaks to us through revelation speaks to us through dreams speaks to us through vision speaks to us audibly but he speaks to us first and foremost through his word right mm-hmm. and so i think um part of just the desire for his presence and the desire to know him uh kind of fueled that hunger for the word of god wow man amen 
So when you refer to the the Ramo and the logos, what are you referring to? Because there's some people we have some like new believers, and they're like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, what does that mean? So the yeah, so the logo, so that's the Greek terminology for the logos, meaning the written word of God, the Rama, meaning the spoken word of God. So Matthew 4, 4 says that Jesus is led in the wilderness to be tempted. And it says that Satan comes to him, says, if you really are the son of God, turn the stone into bread. Matthew 4, 4, we see Jesus' response. He says, man can't live off bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And when he says this, in the Greek, if you come back to the, to the, to the true translation of it, he's not saying that man can't live off bread alone, but by every written word. He says that man can't live off bread alone, but by every spoken word that currently flows forth from the mouth of God. Awesome. Right. And so the right. So the rhema is the spoken word of God. The logos is the written word, both communicative uh, forms uh, from the father. Just one spoke and one's written. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's really, really important. I always like to kind of stop and go, OK, hey, what does this mean for especially because we just get new no, believers? Absolutely. and I just think it's great. Um, so the other thing I actually wanted to talk to you about that you'd mentioned was the oil of his presence. What do you mean by the oil of his presence? Yeah, so Psalm says that the oil dripped from the high priest Aaron's beard, you know, and so when you're in the presence of God, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like the woman, you know, what's what's the woman who pours out her alabaster box, who pours right. out her oil at the feet of Jesus, you know, she's pouring out her oil upon his feet in his presence. But reality is, is he does the same thing for us. And when we sit in his presence, it's the oil of his presence that begins to saturate our, our lives. It's the anointing of God. It's the it's the oil, the fragrance of God. When we sit at his feet, you know, when when they would anoint uh, people in that day, they would pour out the oil upon them from their head. You know, they that's how they get sheep when they when they anoint sheep with oil to get the flies away they would just saturate them in oil mm. you know and so when Samuel takes the horn and anoints David he's just pouring oil out over his whole being from the head down is where it trickles right and so when we lay at the feet of Jesus uh it's the oil of his presence the oil of intimacy meaning what's on him begins to rub off on us and mm. so we begin to get saturated with who he is his fragrance his character um and so it's it's his anointing you know and so when we sit in, in the presence of Jesus, who he is begins to be refined in us, right? Less of J, uh, John the Baptist cry, more of you, less of me. And we begin to be emptied out. I like to picture it as this divine exchange begins to take place. It's a, it's another piece of me that I'm giving for another piece of him. And he's just filling and, and refilling. And actually when, when it says to be filled with the spirit of God it means to be filled and refilled. And so it's not just excuse me, that we come to Jesus and we get baptized in the Holy Ghost and we get filled with the Spirit of God. We need to be filled and be refilled. Yeah. yeah. And then also the um, I, with the, the whole topic of the knowledge of God, uh, I'm reminded, uh, I'm going to butcher this quote, but I'm reminded of a, I think it's a quote by A.W. Tozer who said, it's something like, it basically says like the, what you believe about God is the most important thing about you, or it says something like, you know, it's quote I'm talking about. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just talking about how, like how we like knowing God. And I think that there's a difference between head knowledge and heart knowledge, you know, cause it's like, you could know a lot about God, but allowing that total permeation of the word into your life, it's different rather than like huh. you were talking about that transition from head knowledge or heart our own heart determining or trying to translate the word versus allowing the word to completely transform us. Uh, so rather than bending the word and trying to weaponize it, allowing the word to completely transform you to a vessel for God. And I think that that's something that God's been really speaking to me a lot about for the past like couple of years is just that whole concept.
So yeah. Amen. So, yeah. So okay. Um, the, I, I see a note in here about Revelation three. Yeah. So Revelation three, it's it's the I believe it starts in verse fourteen as far as when it starts speaking to the Laodicean church. But I feel like right now, as I, you know, I feel like it's that it, it it ties together with the knowledge of God and the invitation to step in and know Him. We see the the church, you know, the angel of, of the church of, of Laodicea and this letter that starts in fourteen. And basically, uh, I believe it's a lot of where we're at now as a body of Christ. You know, and when I say that, I'm, I'm speaking the body of Christ as a whole, not putting everybody in a box. But I think there's a lot of of what God's doing. You know. And, and, and those who hunger and thirst are fed. If you're hung, if you're on this feed, you're hungry, right? And so this is applying more so to the big, the big church, the big C um, of where I believe God is doing it. It ties into an Isaiah 58 mandate that He says He'll call us repairs of the breach or stores of the ancient paths. Well, in order to repair a breach, you have to find a breach. And I believe that when the pressure's on, the cracks are revealed. And I believe that you know when we look at Revelation three and the, and the letter to the Laodicean church, and He's talking about, He says that you're not hot. He says, I wish you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, He says, I'll spew you out of my mouth and it says that he says that i you know he says that you uh he says that you think you're wealthy and have need of nothing he says but i call you miserable blind poor and naked you know and it's like well how crazy is it that they have a different has such a different opinion of themselves than than god has of them you know they say they're they're they're, they're wealthy they have need of nothing he says but i call you miserable poor blind and naked mm -hmm. and he says but i i urge you to to buy gold from me refined in the fire and it's like, well, how can we buy gold? You just said we're poor, you know, <laughs> you just said we're poor, blind, naked. How can we, how can we buy gold refined in the fire? You know, but it's because of this, 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 the monet, the, 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 the currency of heaven is not money. It's blood. Peter mm -hmm. says that this was not bought by money, but by blood. And the price for our lives was bought with the blood of Jesus, the scar pierced hands of Jesus, the, the blood that dripped out of Emmanuel's veins when his side was pierced and blood and water poured out for humanity, for the sake of humanity. And he's telling them, he says that you're that you're blind, poor and naked, but I urge you to buy for me gold that refined in fire. In other words, he's saying, I urge you to buy the things that really matter. And it's not something that you have to have out of a man's currency or monetize it, but it was paid for and it was already bought by blood. And it comes by us just yielding our lives to Jesus and giving him our yes and allowing him to have his way in our lives and it says the garment right he puts on this white garment right the garment of justification that we've had our righteousness imputed to us that our righteousness is us filthy rags but we inherited through the cross of jesus christ an imputed righteousness a free gift that was given to us by him who is righteous by him who is worthy right and it goes on in revelation 3 20 says behold i stand at the door and i knock if any man opens up, I'll, I'll dine with him and him with me. And I feel like there's an invitation to the church of America right now. I feel like there's an invitation to the church of the world where Jesus is standing at the door and knocking. And he's saying, if anyone opens up, I'll come in and dine with him and him with mm -hmm. me. You know, and the fact that he's even there at the door means he's not distant. The fact that he's at the door means that he's just waiting for us to open up. And there's an invitation. And it says, if we don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. And what a shame it would be for the rocks to do the job that humanity was created to do. You know, we're not irreplaceable, but because of his goodness, because of his love, because of his heartbeat for humanity, he's sitting here at the door of our hearts and he's knocking and he's saying, all you got to do is open up and I'm going to step into you and you step into me. And it's the invitation to truly know God. It's the invitation to step past 
cast the veil and into his holy of holies. It's the invitation because he didn't die for you know Sunday morning service and a $20 in the offering. He died for 24-7 nearness. He died for us to know him, for us to walk in communion with him, for us to walk in unity with him. And that Revelation 3 comes into where I feel the heartbeat of the church in this hour. It's that knocking on the door of our hearts and that invitation to forget everything you know. Don't present your resume before me. Just enter into my gates. You know, just come enter my gates with thanksgiving. Enter my courts with praise. Just come boldly before my throne. You know, there's an invitation for us to step in and inhabit uh, and inhabit his presence as he wants to dine with us. Wow, man. So you referencing that scripture actually reminds me of a crazy experience I had. I want to say it was in 2020. It was like throughout the entirety of the year 2020. And it happened three times. So the beginning of the year, I was at home asleep and I got, I, I woke up, I got startled awake by the sound of knocking on my front door. Wow. And so I get up and I walk over and no one's there. And it's like three in the morning. Um, and I'm like, man, what in the world? And it's, what's interesting is that in my mind's eye, I had seen the person knocking at the door and retro, you know, kind of looking back on the whole thing as I was like kind of waking up from it. I'm like, okay, no one was there or some, maybe someone was pranking. I realized that I saw who was at the front door and it was me as, as the age I am now. And I was like, okay, that's odd. So months later, same thing happens. Wake gets startled awake. Oh, I important detail. As I'm getting up to go check the door, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. It's like re replaying in my head over and over and over and over again. And so then about mid midway through the year, same thing happens. Get startled awake, knock on the door. I run to the front door, middle of the night. No one's there. Same thing though. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. But this time in my mind's eye, I saw myself as like a teenager. So I was like 15. Hmm. And then the last time it happened was around this time of year, a couple of, you know, in 2020. And same thing, woke up, but it was me as a little boy. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Behold, I stand at the, the door and knock. And I really feel like God was really drawing me back to that simplicity of intimacy with him. And I really feel like that's God's heart for his church is exactly what you're talking about. Exactly what my experience was, is really allowing, I think, you know, we look at like, oh, to be a child. Oh, if only we could be a child. I'm so jaded. I'm this, I'm just, I have the burden of years on me, but God wants to restore us to that childlikeness. That's what he wants to restore in us. So, so good, man. So good. And that's so good. It's not just like the invitation, but you can sit there and see God present in every facet mm -hmm. of your life. You know, like mm -hmm. that, just that continual drawing and just so patient, you know, God is love. And we look at the first definition of love. Love is patient. It's kind. It does not envy, does not tarry, never fails, never gives up. Right. And it's like that patient God who's just waiting at the door of our hearts, mm -hmm. just knocking, you know, and you see a little Jeff and you see, you know, uh -huh. and, and you see it throughout the time, you know, and so that's a powerful, powerful encounter, man. I, yeah. I love hearing that because I believe it's so relevant into to what God's speaking uh, corporately as well as singularity and, and individually uh, to myself even, you know, I'm receiving from that word. Yeah. And in regards, I, I, I don't know about you, but I really feel like I'm seeing a lot more messages about this. It's just like the simplicity of that connection with God and it's complex, but it's simple in that a child can understand it. Right. Um, but I really feel like wh where we're headed in the years to come, even in this next year, that is essential. 
like that simplicity Come of on. that relationship with Jesus and that it's Come you on. and it's him is it's going to be absolutely paramount for the things that are coming. Has God shown you any stuff in about what's kind of coming in this next year or anything like that? Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, th- I think it's really a time just to uh, just to really nestle down. You know, it's that Psalms 91 that I dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. Mm, you know, that, in, that, it, that there's a resting place in him. You know, um, I just believe that it's really time where, I mean, there's a lot of prophecies about the 2020s, 2030s, things like that, you know, um, you know, and we can see by the times and seasons kind of where we're at and just governmental things. And, you know, but I also still believe that we have our part to play. I believe second Chronicles seven fourteen. if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And I'll hear from heaven and heal their land. I believe that God more than anything else right now is, is calling forth the first fruits. You know what you're saying about that, like remembering where you were as a child, like what I've been challenged in, you know, lately is even challenging some of our people in the church service. Like, Hey, do you remember, do you remember when you first fell in love with Jesus? Jesus. Mm. Like, do you remember that zeal of your youth that like that excitement of when he first called your name? Like there's something special in coming back to that place. Genesis 13, it says that Abraham came back to the place between Bethel and Ahi, right? Ahi means a heap of ruins. Bethel means the house of God. This is after he lies about Sarah being his wife or being a sister, his wife being a sister. And he was the father of faith, right? He comes back to this place where it says he first built an altar and called upon the Lord. Like there's something, there's something where God is taking us back to that place of intimacy, just that first fruits of love again, that first, those first encounters, those first steps, you know, those first fruits uh, over again, because yesterday's communion won't suffice for today. You know, when I said I do to my wife, you know, when we had, when we got married, it wasn't just, I do that day. And that was it. It's every day. It's, I do, right. you know, when Jesus, it's every day I do, it's this renewal of the vows. It's this renewal of covenants, just this over and over and over again, you know? And so I believe that, you know, those who will rest in the Lord in this hour will be exalted. I believe that God is, is elevating. Um, I believe that revival is our portion. I believe that there's a lot of things. I believe revival is no longer a distant thing. I believe that we're, we're stepping out of the days of prophesying, you know, hey, revival's coming, revival's coming, revival's coming. And I believe that we're stepping into the days of divine inheritance. But yeah. there is a prerequisite for revival. You know, again, I said revival doesn't come by way of convenience. It comes by way of desperation. And revival comes when, you know, prerequisite for revival is prayer and repentance. And so when we when our hearts begin to turn back to the father, right? Those first fruits over again, when our mm-hmm. hearts begin to turn back to that place and we begin to be postured in intercession, Isaiah 59 says that he looked for somebody who would stand in the gap. He looked for somebody who would intervene, but found no one. So he interjected himself. He threw himself into the gap, right? In Ezekiel mm-hmm. 22, I looked for somebody standing in the gap. God's looking, the eyes of the Lord are wandering to and fro. And he's looking for people who will host him in this hour. He's looking for people who will partner with the spirit of God to see the manifestation of his presence, of his glory and of his power power on the earth. And I believe that we truly are stepping into the days of revival where it's no longer distant, but it's here and that it's not the first great awakening. It's not the second great awakening, but it's the greatest awakening one that will awaken the bride and she won't fall back asleep into her slumber, which again, partners with revelation three, that the sleeping bride is waking up. It's no, no longer hot or cold, you know, or, 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 or lukewarm, but he's raising up a bride who will know him who will truly know him. And from the manifestation of knowing him, they will present and represent him to the world. Mm, come on. This is exactly what you're talking about with that that call to intimacy. I see this little point right here. It says a call to intimacy is exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah. So good, man. Love it. Um, 
So you also have a point here about the years of famine and the years of plenty. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so that can kind of go along too with, you know, as far as what you're asking about with what God's speaking right now to to the church as a whole. You know, I think it's really um, that kind of birth out of it. I haven't had the time to really sit down and, and write this word out yet, but it was something that's been in my heart that just over the last few weeks here, last month or so, um, that I was really just in this vision where I was taken to the story of Joseph, I believe it's Genesis 41, where it talks about Joseph, a Pharaoh having this dream. And it says that he has this dream where there's seven cows and the cows come up, right? And then there's seven uh, skinny cows and they eat the seven, the fattened calves and uh, fattened cows. And then he has a second dream of, of the wheat and the wheat rising up. And then the, you know, the, the full stalks of wheat and then the, 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 uh, the thin wheat rising up devouring you know and so he has the seven cows seven cows and then you know he's looking for these magicians and calling anybody to interpret the dream and they you know the cupbearer remind, remind, remembers joseph and brings joseph forth and joseph interprets this dream and tells him that hey you know this is what the lord's saying is that there's going to be seven years of plenty and there's going to be a seven years of famine you know and so the kind of uh God had taken me up in this where I felt like um, I was in this dream and I was taking into this place where I was watching this all play out. And I felt like the Lord was speaking and I'm not saying it's going to be seven years and seven years where there's a numerical, you know, precedence on that. But I felt like it's a, we're, we are entering into days of recession and there's things that God is calling us to be wise stewards. And at the same time of, of what's going on in the world financially, I feel like the sons of God who are who know him by name, who come into that Psalms 91 shadow of the almighty. I do believe that it's going to be kind of, you know, I believe while the world is going to be in decline in financial states, I believe the, I believe the church is going to really elevate um, those who, those who have sowed their seeds on good soil, those who have wow. put their heart before him, those who have used wisdom, those who have navigated by wisdom. You know, the Bible says in James, if any man lacks wisdom, they can ask the father. There's supernatural wisdom that comes by way of divine impartation by the father. And then there's, wisdom that can only come from age but i believe that it's really a time just to link up and partner with the holy spirit and, and navigate by wisdom and pray specifically for strategies on how to build and how to advance in this hour but i do believe um that it's time to sow our seeds for the storehouse and that god is giving wisdom on how to navigate through this time and season because i do think we're going to see a, a decline financially in the natural realm that i at the same time i do believe that god is protecting his people and you're going to see a lot of christian businesses and a lot of uh, a lot of Christians begin to elevate in this time when the world is kind of turning the opposite way. Wow. That actually goes along with um, a word that Andrew Tao, he came on our show and he talked about, uh, talked about that very thing. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. That exact wow. thing, man. So, uh, and I've actually heard that from other, other uh, prophetic voices as well. So um, I take that as a confirmation. I think the important thing though, during something like this is, God, God's not telling us this to be afraid. Right. Fact, come on. It says fear not. Right. So yeah, I think that that's the important response to, to have. So what, what would you, what would you say to people who maybe right now are really kind of, they're feeling that tension of like, they hear the word, but like their flesh is like, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. Yeah. So I would just say just to be encouraged, you know, God reveals things because it, you know, God, God reveals things to us for one, for the purpose of prayer, but also to warn, to give us warning, to give us, you know, he gave that dream to, to, 
uh, to Pharaoh for Joseph to interpret. Had Joseph not interpreted the world, you know, we see grace in the eyes of Noah. And honestly, we, we attribute everything back to Adam and Eve. But had Noah not found grace in the eyes of God, then the world would have been destroyed in the flood. And then also with the famine that that Joseph prophesies about, had that not happened, Egypt was the was the you know the global center back then. I mean, they controlled everything. They were the most financially stable at that point in time. And had they declined, I believe really the whole world would have declined at that point. But they were able to have enough and able to feed other nations off of what they stored up. And so it's not just about us. It's about what you're birthing. It's about the nations that are inside of you. It's about your family. It's about your generation, right? And so God gives this warning for these things, not for us to be afraid, but for us to have wisdom, for us to take heed, for us to, for us to, uh, to fall more in love with him. You know, it's, it's, mm. it's a call to fall more in love with him to realize just how his nature, how good he is, you know? And mm. so I would say, be encouraged about this. You know, when you see these things, God reveals it to you because he loves you. He reveals it to you because he wants to prepare you for it. And so we just hunker down into the presence of God and we say, God, show me, give me wisdom, give me direction, give me counsel on how to steward this, on how to partner with not your not your spirit partnering with us, but how do we partner with your spirit to see your plan and purpose come to pass? You know, and so be encouraged that God is revealing these things again, not to not to scare us off or cause fear in our hearts, but it's it's a good thing. It's a it's hey, I'm gonna protect you, I'm gonna conceal you under the shadow of my wings. That though this is coming, you know, and though the world's coming, take heed. I'm gonna have you in the palm of my hand. I'm wrapping you up, I'm protecting you, I'm comforting you, you know. And so I think it's a I think it's a good thing, not a bad thing. Mm. Yeah, when uh, 2020 hit and the whole COVID thing happened, I remember seeing one of my coworkers, my old coworkers. Um, I used to work at Trader Joe's. This was like years ago, but still friends with them. And and um, it looked like the store looked like I mean, you could. I walked in, I immediately got hit with like, like there's just you could feel fear. Um, and I remember just being not afraid at all. I was just standing on Psalm uh-huh. 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most uh-huh. High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Um, and, uh, and I remember looking, he was not a believer and he, like the shelves were completely barren. Like it looked like out of like a post-apocalyptic thing. Like there's like one single can of something. Oh, inside <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I remember looking at him and he's like, this is crazy. I could just feel fear. And I looked at him in the eyes and I said, I am not afraid of this. And he looked at me like I was oh. from another planet. Um, oh, and it was uh, kind of a, unfortunate because I opened my mouth and I was just going to start preaching. And I was like, I remember I opened my mouth and then a customer came over and pulled him away. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. So I just like, just started praying, you know, over the, you know, my, my old coworkers and stuff. But um, I think that it's a kind of a similar, feels a little bit similar because I think that you, people can see, you know, you could, it's almost like a storm clouds on the horizon. You can see them. Um, yeah. And, and I think whether you're a believer or not, you can see things are kind of headed heading, you know, just in a a rough patch. We'll say a rough patch, Um, however long that rough patch is. But um, I, I almost think, man, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. I almost feel like during this time, yeah, God's going to provide, but he may be prompting some believers to do some pretty bold things. Hey, I want you to start that business. Hey, I want you to actually invest in this thing or that thing. I I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I'm in total agreement with you. You know, I think it is. I think it's a time where, you know, we're going to have to 
you know, really put our faith and trust in him, you know, yeah. but it gives a witness and it gives testimony. It gives credence. Yeah. You know, we over, we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony and loving not our own life unto death. And I feel like a lot of people, I remember growing up, we used to have testimony services. You know, I feel like a lot of people don't do testimony services anymore, but what put David in front of Goliath was he said the same God that delivered me from the hand of this lion, the hand of the bear would deliver me from this uncircumcised Philistine and his testimony prophesied. Why? Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Revelation nineteen ten. And it prophesies what God did for one, he did for another. And so when people see you prospering at a time of famine, you know, and you can give glory to God and say, hey, my God reigns and begin to express what the Lord's done in your life and how he's upheld you and how he's kept you. Right. The testimony of Jesus breeds forth testimony. Mm. And so I think it sets us up for divine opportunity to give glory to God through the midst of all that. You know, Catherine Coleman said that that faith is the quality by which things desired become things possessed. You know, and so when we have the faith and belief in God to trust God through throughout all of this, you know, he may be he may be calling you to uh, to make crazy and bold moves. And I think I think I think it is a time for for creatives to rise in the earth. I believe, you know, digital marketing, media, things like that, but also businesses, brick and mortar stores. If you have a heart and desire to do that, I believe it's time for the kingdom to advance because the church historically always dictated what happened in the world. The Roman Catholic Church held so much influence over what happened in the European culture that it was the central point of everything. And nowadays it's the opposition where the church is kind of left behind while the world's doing all these things. And I believe that we're called to, to take over every sphere of society and really bring forth the kingdom of God everywhere we go. And that Matthew 18, 18, to bind on earth that's bound in heaven, loose on earth that's loose in heaven. So I think Christians should be opening businesses. I think you are meant to be the lender and not the borrower. I think you are meant to inhabit these times and spaces. I think it is it is a good thing. We, we've treated it as, oh, you know, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm blessed, you know, you know, no, be blessed, you know, and, uh, and step into the inhabitant. Your father owns, a, owns the cattle on a thousand hill. It's part of kingdom, the economy of heaven's your economy. And so yep. I, I a hundred percent agree with you that I think that this is a time where God is going to give ideals. He's going to give, because it's part mm -hmm. of partnering with him and part of those plans and strategies. It's part of the answering of those prayers of, Hey, during this time, like I believe it's, I believe it's an opportunity more than anything else, more than us just being blessed, more than us having money in our bank accounts. I believe it's a time of how is all of this going on in the world and you guys are blessed your wow. economy is mm -hmm. growing your finances are growing and we yeah. can say but there's one name there's one god right <laughs> there's only one name by which men are saved it's jesus and this is what he's done in my life and it's all mm -hmm. to give glory back to god amen so you said it's t time for creatives to rise okay no joke this is dated i don't know if people can see it 12 6 22 Come i on. got a word after yesterday's show and I was like jotting it down afterwards. Um, and it I, literally is like verbatim what you just said, dude. Come on, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so I just heard season of the creatives. And then I heard the Lord say, meet me in the creativity. Um, Co-create with me, essentially. That that's what God is doing mm -hmm. is it, 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 God is releasing creativity amongst people oh. that maybe didn't even, they were like, I'm not, I, I don't have a creative bone in my body, but like, by nature, God is creative. Come on. You know? And Come and on, I think sir. that like that's something that God really wants to unlock in people. Um, maybe the creatives that have been in a creative drought. I know there's a lot of creatives who are in a creative drought right now. Uh, but then there's other people who um who you may God wants to kind of reinterpret your definition of creativity as well, because that's something that God is cares so much about. And the amount of worship, man, that comes out. I don't know if you're a creative in any way, but the amount of worship that comes out of a process like that of just like, Oh man, like it just is like this, like oxygen to your lungs. 
Um, and just, uh, especially when you invite God into that process, I was like, Hey, I just want to, I, I, I want to invite you into this time. I want to, I want to co-create with you. Um, and just allow creativity to birth out of that intimacy with God is huge. And that's what Come God on. wants to do in this next season. And look, I mean, we, we've seen this year, man, I'm getting fired up, Come on, no. <laughs> but we Jeez. saw like what oh. happened this year and last year and the exposure that's happened even within the film industry and, and just seeing ulterior motives that God is using those also to spark fires yeah, by people. On. You know what? We can do it. We can do it better as a matter of fact. And with technology, the way that it is, I can do a lot of it on my phone. Like we could do this. And I think that's what God is really wanting to do is start these wildfires in his body of creativity. Um, and, oh man, yeah, dude. <laughs> Come on, you're on it, man. Yeah. So yeah, good. Yeah. So maybe I'll write that word up. I've never, yeah, uh, I've never writ actually written a word for the Elijah list, but my wife is one of the, the main editors. So I can just, all right, right. Yeah. yeah just put yeah. it on her desk. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, but I mean, that's just something that, you know, I mean, my wife and I both are creatives um, and we're very passionate about unlocking that creativity in other people Absolutely. who might not even say, who might even say, oh, you know, like I'm not, you know, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not creative in any way. I don't have a creative bone in my body. Well, I 100% beg to differ. You know, I just think there's a lot of reinterpretation of like, because there's things that God, God is, God is wanting to do in and through you. Do you need to reinterpret what creativity means? And and that's what God is doing in this season. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's part of God's nature. God is a creator. Mm-hmm. you know right so he created the heavens and the earth right the earth is his footstool you know and and so he he is a creator no other creation right we're created beings no other created being carried the nature and the image and likeness of god but us you know we carried the image and likeness of god no other created being carried his image and his likeness they were all created by him but none carried his image and his likeness we did you know and part of his likeness and part of his you know is creator and how can we believe for creative miracles if we deny the gift of creativity in our own lives mm-hmm. how can we believe for those lakes to grow out right and those creative miracles to take place if we if we rejected it in our own lives mm-hmm. and so i believe that that is a word that you need to write and, and that you need to allow god to just breathe on because it is true that he is yeah. calling with creation that's part of the knowledge of god it's part of knowing him knowing him as creator right and mm-hmm. believing for, and believing for those things and allowing the spirit of creativity to open up uh uh in our own lives you know and seeing god in that way and in that light and so it is a time for us to create it is a time for us whatever whatever it is that you've been believing for um just to go ahead and do it, you know, just yeah, believe that on. God can, he can do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask or think, that's you know, right. and part of the totality of what he's bringing, he's looking for a bride that's without spot or wrinkle, right? A bride that looks like him. And part of it comes from knowing his nature, you know, knowing who the real Jesus is, knowing who the real God is, you know, counterfeiters, when they look, when counterfeiters who, who look at counterfeit money, they actually don't spend any time looking at counterfeit money. They spend their entire time looking at the real, you know, so when the counterfeit comes, they know it instantly because they've spent time with the real. When you spend time with the real, you'll realize part of his nature is creator. He loves to create, mm. you know, he loves to manifest his gifts through that way through our lives. You know, and inhabit us to believe that Catherine Coleman, the things that faith is the is the process of things, you know, things desire becoming things possessed, you know, so just create, just do it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, speaking of create, Tyler, I 
Um, one of the things that I love about you and for those, you know, this is your first time seeing Tyler. One of the things that I really feel like, man, that the past two times that you did, you did like these ministry times. And I just really feel, I'm like, whoa, like that's, there's, I, I, God's really got you in the pocket with that. I don't know how else to say it. Like it just, I really feel like you, um, and you just have such a compassion for people. And you're like, I don't want to miss a single person. You know, you just keep going. So I actually want to give you some time to just do ministry, words of knowledge, praying for people in the live chat, what, however you want to do it, man. I just want to give you a nice, nice chunk of time to really just um, be with the people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. All right. Well, Father, we just thank you right now, God. We yes. thank you, Jesus, for who you are, God. We thank you, Lord Father, that you're just growing us, Lord, deeper, God, into the height steps widths of who you are. We thank you for wisdom and revelation, knowledge. God, I pray that, God, you would just open our eyes, Lord Father, to see and our ears to hear what your Spirit's saying. The most repeated phrase that Jesus spoke was, the, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So, Father, I pray, God, that you would just open the, open the hearts of your people tonight to the receptivity of your Spirit, God. I pray for fresh awakening, God, in the hearts and minds of your people. That, God, just as you're encountering Muslims in the Middle East, that you would encounter your people in dreams and visions tonight, God. I pray for the depth of encounter, Lord. The deep is crying out for the deep. And God, there's people even right now on this live, God, who who even questioned, said, I want an encounter like that. I hear it specifically. I want an encounter like that. And God, I pray right now that you would encounter them, Lord, that you would just fill their room with your shalom, your peace, God. I pray that the Ruach of God, the breath of God, would begin to breathe in their room right now. Father, I just say, fill them afresh with your spirit, God. Fill them with a fresh baptism of love. Pour out your spirit, Jesus, as prophesied in Joel 2, 28, that you would pour out your spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters would prophesy. Your old men would dream dreams. Father, we just thank you for the outpouring of your spirit, God. We thank you that you don't have to come, but you always do. We thank you that you love to partner with your people, Jesus. So, Father, partner with us on this live. Have your way, Jesus. We thank you for the manifestation of your spirit, of your glory, and of your power. I thank you, Jesus, right now, God, for just even minds being healed. I just see somebody with headaches and just chronic chronic headaches, and I just speak to you right now and just declare healing in Jesus' name. I just declare healing in Jesus' name. I just command your mind to be at peace in the name of Jesus. I command all headaches to leave. I just speak peace over your mind. Just every war, every every weapon that's been waged against you, I command it to be tried by fire right now in the name of Jesus. I cast it down right now, God. Every thought, God, everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of who you are, we cast it down right now. God, just even the war on identity, where it's like the self-doubt and the self-questions of, of, who, if, of if God can really love you, just the questions of if you really are called to do this. Father, I just command peace to their mind right now. It's like I see you just with these questions of just asking, of asking God, God, can you really do this in my life? Feeling unworthy, but God says you are worthy because of his son. Because of, your, because of his son. So, Father, I just thank you right now, Lord. I just speak peace right now. I speak clarity, Lord. I just command the fog to lift up right now. God, you said that man makes their plans, but God sits in heaven and laughs. Father, I just declare right now, God, that you have plans and gifts and anointings, Lord Father, orchestrated for them. That before they were ever conceived in their mother's womb, you knew them, God, that you had a plan and purpose for their life. 
And I thank you, Jesus, that you work all things out for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. So, Father, I just command the spirit of fear to break right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just declare right now, God, just new direction, new wisdom, new counsel. Father, I pray right now, God, that you would just begin to make clear, Lord, the paths that you would have for them. I pray that you would just guide them, Lord, that you would lead them, God, that you would open doors according to Isaiah 22, 22, that there will be a generation given the key of David that will open doors no man can shut and shut doors no man can open. Father, I just prophesy and declare just open doors in front of them right now, God, and that you would shut every wrong door. Everywhere that he leads is peace and grace, and it's just going to be this place of peace that leads you. You're not going to have to force the door open. You're not going to have to force the door closed. It's just going to be this place of peace and grace. You're going to say, how will I know that this door is of God? And it's because there's going to be a peace that's all over it, a peace that surpasses understanding. Even though it doesn't make sense, there's going to be a peace about this door that God's opening up for you. There's going to be a peace about this relationship. There's going to be a peace about this transition uh, that God is opening up and putting in place. And so that's going to be the testimony and the confirmation of what you're walking in is of him, is that this testimony of peace, that peace goes before you. So, Father, I just thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. If you have prayers in the, in the, you can go ahead and put them in the chat, but father, I just declare right now, God, I just pray father that for the creatives to rise, God, we're just going to pray and prophesy on that word. Lord father, this is the time that the creatives are rising in the name of Jesus. Father, we just declare Lord father, that there's a releasing of the wells of creativity in your people. God, I pray God that every well, God, that has been capped off by the enemy, father, we just command it to be loosed right now in the name of Jesus. God, every dam that's been established to hinder the flow of your spirit, God, we command it to be broken up right now. Father, I just pray, God, just for a fresh flowing and a fresh filling of your spirit, God. Just filled to be over, to be filled and filled again, God, filled to overflow, God. I pray that they would step into the place of the overflow, God, for the outpouring of your spirit, God, and the place and time of my cup runneth over. I just prophesy right now, but that's for you, grab a hold of it, that you're entering into the place called my cup runs over. My cup runs over. My cup runs over. So every area that there was barrenness, every area that there was barrenness, spiritual barrenness, Father, we just speak new life right now in the name of Jesus. Every area that you might have been phys physically barren, if you're if you're a woman on here and you've been physically barren and you've been desiring that, I'm just going to speak over you right now. Put your hand on your womb. Father, I just speak new life right now in the name of Jesus. Father, you're the giver of life. You're the giver of life, Lord, and we just speak new life right now in Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you, God, for, for, for what you're birthing. I just, there's people on this live who've been called to birth something. That's why this word of creativity just keeps coming, coming and recycling back is that you were called to create, you were called to birth something. I just see there's re, there's people in here that have regional breakthrough. There's people in here that have national breakthrough. There's people in here that are carrying a seed of hope in their belly. And God is calling you to birth something in this hour. And so I just speak right now. It's been this attack against the spiritual womb of what God's calling you to birth. 
and it seems like there's just been resistance in this attack uh, against the connections that you know that God's called you to be established with, people that God's called you to be with, and it seems like there's been this warfare against that. But Father, we just command the warfare to break right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just command every assignment of the enemy to be broken and destroyed right now in Jesus' name. Father, I just declare, Lord Father, right now, God, that every arrow of the enemy will fall to the ground. Father, I just declare, Lord Father, just the birthing forth, God, of every dream, of every promise, God. I just declare the birthing forth right now, God, of every vision. Lord, I thank you, God, that regional breakthrough is contingent on their yes. I thank you, God, that there's national breakthrough contingent on their yes, Lord Father. So I thank you, Jesus, that you are raising up reformers in the earth, God. I thank you, God, that you are raising up creatives, God, to birth forth the vision of the Lord, God. I thank you, Jesus, Lord Father, God, that you are birthing a dream and a promise, God, that there's breakthrough, Lord Father, in their belly. Lord, I thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you for it, Lord. Daniel, I see your prayer for your cousin Kelly to come to know the Lord. Father, we just declare right now, God, that you would just encounter Kelsey, Lord Father that you would encounter her in dreams and visions, Lord Father, that you would make yourself known to her, Jesus. Lord, I pray, Father, that you would just touch her, God, touch her mind, touch her body right now. There's no distance in the spirit, God. Lord, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What you did for one, you'll do for another. And just like you encounter Muslims in the Middle East in dreams and visions, Father, we declare fresh encounter over Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Fresh encounter over her now, Lord. Fresh encounter, Lord, I pray that she wouldn't be able to eat or sleep until she gave her life to you, God. Just cause a disturbance in her life, God, and let her heart be awakened to the reality of who you are. Let the revelation of Jesus come forth in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, le mando cheve le ka. Carissa, I just speak right now and just command breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Father, I just, I just come against every lie right now. Father, every lie that's been spoken over her right now, Father, I just break its power. Every word curse, Lord Father, that's been sp spoken over Carissa, Lord, I just break its power right now in the name of Jesus. Everything that said you're not going to advance, every lie that said you're going to keep wandering around the wilderness, every lie that said you're going to keep in this cycle, Father, we just declare right now that the cycle is broken in the name of Jesus. The cycle is broken in the name of Jesus. The cycle is broken in the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus, I just saw you getting up in your living room, Carissa, as a prophetic declaration and just walking back backwards like a like a counterclockwise circle, uh, just as a prophetic image that, that, that it's being reversed. Father, I just declare right now that breakthrough is your portion, God. I thank you, Jesus, for breaking her forth, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that she will inhabit the land of promise. I thank you that this won't be a Moses mandate where she won't inherit, God, what you're pouring out. But, Lord, I pray, God, I thank you, Lord, that she will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. And what you've caused her to birth, she will also inhabit. I thank you, Lord. I declare it now, God. I declare it now. I declare it now. I declare it now. And, Lord, Father, I just speak to the warfare specifically in realm of relationships around her. And I command it to break right now. It's been like this disturbance, this Leviathan thing that's been twisting relationships, twisting words, twisting uh, communication. It's like the communication's been faulty even between people and leadership around you. But Father, I just speak right now and I just I just rebuke that spirit and command to be lifted off of her right now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just declare right now just clear communication, clear reconciliation, God. I pray for just, uh, I just pray for just total breakthrough right now in every facet of her life, God. And Lord Father, I just pray for unity, God, in the church, unity, God, in her region, unity amongst the, the people and leadership, God, and I just pray for the prevailing forth, Lord Father, of what you're wanting to birth 
through her, God, and in her, Jesus, in Jesus' name. And I just say, Carissa, you have a voice. You have a voice, and I just see the enemies try to muzzle your voice, but I'm just declaring over you right now that the muzzle's coming off in Jesus' name. I declare just the speaking forth of everything, the Lord, every word the Lord's called you to release. I just I just declare right now that the muzzle's coming off in the name of Jesus. The, the muzzle's coming off in the name of Jesus. You do have a voice. You do have a voice. Yeah, mando shaka. Hey, la ba 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 shikia ra ba 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 shando roboboshi. Yera mama sikiando robobo sheka rababa. Lina mama sondo rababa baba shikia rababa. Shikia rata shikando sive. Libra baba shonde la mama so rababa. Paulie, I just pray for you right now. I just declare just a restoration in your marriage. Father, I just declare right now, God, Lord, just a restoration of marriage, a restoration of unity, God. Of just him and his spouse, Lord Father, I just thank you, Lord Father, that what you've put together, no man can asunder, God, that no man can tear apart, Lord Father. So I just speak to every weapon, Lord Father, that's been formed against them, Lord, and I just declare it will not prosper in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, God, against the spirit of division, Lord Father, and disunity in his house. And Father, I just command that spirit to leave and dissipate right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just speak forth just the spirit of unity to come upon them, God, that one can put a thousand, but two can put ten thousand to flight. God, I pray right now, God, just for just for the turning of the hearts one to another, Father. So every area, Lord Father, of just hurt and rejection and bitterness, Father, we just command to be uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we just speak forth a fresh baptism of the love of God. Lord Father, God, just love that cast cast our sins away as the far as, as far as the east is from the west. Father, I just pray, God, for just the just the uh, forgiveness, Lord Father, of one to another, God, and just reconciliation, Lord, that you turn the hearts of the sons to the fathers and the fathers to the sons, according to Malachi four. But God, you it, it, it it's the example that you are returning and restoring family. So God, I speak over him right now, over Paulie, God, just the restoration of family, Lord Father. I speak over this covenant relationship between him and his wife. I declare it blessed mm. in Jesus' name. Yes. Father, I come against and reverse every word curse that's been spoken against them that they're going to fail. And I speak new life right now in Jesus' name. Jesus. I speak life and life abundantly, God. I speak union, God. I speak, Lord Father, just over this marriage, God. And I say, Lord Father, that they will be able to accomplish together what they couldn't accomplish apart. And God, that you've mantled and mandated this relationship, God. So, Father, we speak life, God. We speak unity, God. But Father, we just speak spiritual blessings right now over them in Jesus' name. And we just command a divine turnaround, Lord Father, Lord, even right now. Even right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Shina Masure, baby, Lina Mama Masura, Baba Baba, Shata Rababa, Shikia Rababa, Leba Bando, Rebe, Shikiande, Lika Ropobosha, Hermama Masure, baby, Shikia Rababa, Shikoto, Rebe, Shakando, Rebe, James McBride. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. He said, please pray for my brother who's a believer and has extremely rare and aggressive form of thyroid cancer. Well, Father, we just thank you right now, God. Mm. Lord, Father, that there's no more faith to heal a common cold than there is to heal cancer. Father, we just declare right now, God, just a reversal of every medical diagnosis. Father, we just go right now into the realm of the spirit, God. Every diagnosis that's spoken over his life, Father, we just command a reversal right now in the name yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. We break every word curse that's been spoken over him, God, right now in Jesus' name. Father, we come against this demon of cancer and command it to be lifted and uprooted out of his life right now in the name of Jesus. Yes. Right now in the name of Jesus. Right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just, I just declare over his brother right now, God, just a fresh touch of your presence from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet.
Father, we bind the spirit of cancer and command to leave his life in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now for the testimony of Jesus to prevail forth in this. Father, we just believe right now for a good report. And Father, we just declare that as Jesus, as, as you were on the cross and you said to tell us that, that it is finished, we just declare right now, let these three words prophesy over your brother. It is finished in the name of Jesus. It is finished in the name of Jesus. So Father, every muscle, every ligament, every fiber, every cell of his body, we command right now to return back to normality, to be restored back to its created value and to its created image in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Eric, I just declare breakthrough over you right now. Father, I just thank you for breakthrough right now, God. Erica, I just hear him just saying that he's heard your cry. He's heard your plea. That he hears your cry. He hears your plea. It's almost like you feel like your prayers aren't being heard, but God says that I've heard your cry and I've heard your travail. I'm reminded of... Daniel 9 and 10, it says that I was, I heard you the first time you prayed, but I was in a war with the Prince of Persia. Hmm. And I feel like the Lord just saying, I heard you the first time you prayed. And there's breakthrough that's coming to your life right now. There's breakthrough that's coming to your life right now. Father, I just speak right now to every tormenting spirit and I command it to be broken off of her life right now in the name of Jesus. Every lying tongue right now that speaks against who you who you are in Christ, I command to be silenced right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to your mind right now, and I command it to be still in Jesus' name. Father, I just declare breakthrough right now. I just command a breakthrough out of your warfare. It's like the swirl around you. I just see the swirl over you. It's been like this caught up in warfare, but I just command the warfare to break, and there would be just a peace right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you that you work all things out for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. I thank you, Jesus, that there's a divine reversal coming into Erica's life. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're truly able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can even ask or imagine. Father, I thank you, Jesus, right now that you are touching her mind, touching her body, God. I thank you, Jesus, for the breakthrough, Lord, and just an outpouring, a fresh outpouring of your love, God, over her life. God, I thank you, Jesus, for open doors. I'm just believing for Erica for work that God's just beginning to open doors for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just declare it's finished right now. We declare it done in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I feel like there's somebody with pain in their neck. If that's you, I want to pray for you. I'm going to keep praying for, for some of the folks here. Um, how are we doing on time, Jeff? Oh, dude, we're great. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You can go for another like 10, 15 minutes if you want. 
If that's you with neck with pain in your neck, um, I feel it specifically on the left side, but if you have pain in your neck at all, I want to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Erica says, neck and back pain. Well, Erica, in Jesus' name, Father, I just declare all pain be healed right now. I curse pain at the root and command it to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I speak to every muscle in her neck and in her back right now, and I say, be whole in Jesus' name. I command just complete and total healing over your daughter right now, and I thank you for it, Jesus. I thank you for healing and touching your daughter. Eve, I just thank you right now, God, for healing on the right side of her neck. Lord, I just declare right now, God, just total healing. Every muscle, every ligament, God, return back to normality in the mighty name of Jesus. All pain go right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we just loose the fire of God in Jesus' name. Erica, Eve, just go ahead and test that out. Just go ahead and begin to roll your neck, begin to move your neck, begin to test it out. Shura mama shure bebe. Lamandu shababashi karababa. Shikorababa shonde le bababa. Eve, your mom. So, Father, we just declare over your mother just her throat and ears. We just come against, Lord Father, just every attack of the enemy right now, God. Uh, just every, just even, just every kind of sickness that's trying to attach itself, Father, we just rebuke it right now and just declare total healing over her right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I just thank you right now, God, just for every false burden, Lord Father, being destroyed right now. I just feel like there's people on here who just have this false burden of just this anticipation. And it's not a bad thing. It's this anticipation and desire of, of the plans and purposes that God's put in your heart. And it's like this thing of like just wanting to out of out of this place of wanting to honor God and fulfill the dreams and purpose on your life. But you've taken this, this burden on yourself in something that only he can do. And it's like this burden that, that the enemy tried to, to turn around a good thing and try to create stress and create a burden on your life. And it's like this fulfillment of what am I going to do? How's, how's all this going to come? But I feel just to release over you, uh, just to, just the breakthrough, one of every false burden that was never yours to carry in the first place. Um, but just a fresh grace to run in this season. I just see the Lord just releasing it, just a fresh grace to run. And so father right now, Lord, I just, just declare right now, God, that every false burden is being destroyed right now in the name of Jesus, yeah. but every false weight, God, every false yoke, that was never meant to be, for, their, for them to carry. I command it to be lifted off of their lives right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I just speak clarity, Lord. I speak direction. I speak wisdom. I speak counsel, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that you are guiding their steps, that you are, are ordering their steps, God. I thank you, Lord, that the steps of a good man are ordained and ordered by the Lord. And I thank you, Jesus, that, Lord, you have already worked it out. And, Father, I just declare a fresh grace to run in the season, Lord, Father. But, Lord, a fresh renewal of hope. You know, the Bible says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But Isaiah 40, 31 says that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They'll rise on wings like eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. Lord, I just declare a restoration of hope right now. Mm -hmm. 
it's been like this seed of hopelessness that's been trying to enter into your life. But I just speak a restoration of hope right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you, Lord, for a renewal of hope. I thank you for a renewal of strength. I thank you for the grace, Lord Father, for the fulfillment of every prophecy, of every word, of every desire of their heart, God. I thank you, Lord, that, God, you are bringing them into the fulfillment of those plans and purposes, God, that you are giving divine strategies, God, divine breakthrough, divine order, God, as you are opening the doors that no man can shut and shutting the doors that no man can open, God. I thank you right now, Jesus, that they can rest, Lord Father, under the shadow of your presence, under the shadow of your wing, God, and not have to create any door for themselves, God, but it's the place of abiding in you and you abiding in them, God. And as they sit at your feet, Lord Father, I thank you, Jesus, that the unveiling of every plan, of every purpose, of every deed is coming forth and coming to pass in real time in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Shira mama sore, baby, kura baba shate, shikura baba. I'm just getting hard to carry the old roll. Yeah, I see a few people on here talking about breakthrough and callings and having blockages and things in the way, transition, transitioning roles. You know, sometimes one of the hardest things to do as a prophetic person, you know, and I believe that we can all come under the banner of prophecy in, in the last days where he'll pour out his spirit on all flesh, the, the gift of prophecy, the spirit of uh, gift of prophecy, spirit of prophecy, and the role of a prophet. We can all enter under that spirit of prophecy, right? And as believers, we have the ability to hear the voice of God. It's what Jesus died to restore. And so when I'm speaking specifically about prophecy there, I'm talking about the ability to hear the voice of God and, and have prophetic uh, visions, prophetic, uh, the speaking of the Lord, direction of the Lord, counsel of the Lord. And so sometimes it's hard as a prophetic person to see 10, 15 years down the road and learn how to live in the now. But let me just encourage you something that I prayed, you know, as I, I would see 15 years down the road and my heart is just to build, it's to go. Sometimes I'm a horse at the gate that just wants to run, you know, and what I had to do was I finally, one day I just sat there and I said, Lord, I don't want to miss who you are in this moment. Hmm. I don't, I, I don't want to miss who you are. I don't want to miss what you're doing. And I realized I said, God, you're the, you're the pearl of great price. What else is there? You're, you're the pearl of great price. You're the, you're the treasure in the field, which I sold everything to buy. There is nothing else. And one of the biggest tricks of the enemy sometimes is he can even use things like ministry and all this stuff to just bring a distraction from the greatest gift, which is his presence, which is him crucified. And so it's great to have these ambitions and dreams because he puts it in our heart and, you know, he gives us the desires of our heart. But a lot of what I'm walking in now, I just buried my face in Jesus. And one day I looked up and it was like, oh man, you know, all this stuff we're walking in. And it was like, I just buried my face in him. And one of the most powerful prayers I prayed was I said, God, I give up my right to know and I give up my right to have it figured out. I had all these dreams in my life and all these things I wanted to do, all these things that were good. They were good. They were from God. But I wanted to have a, an a, a step A to a step Z of how I was going to get there. And I finally just said, God, I give it my right to know. And I just want to lavish my love on you. Mm -hmm. And I just began to just press into him. And all of a sudden, you know, John 12, 32 says, if I be lifted high, I'll draw him into me. When we behold mm -hmm. him, we're taken from glory to glory to glory. So if I can encourage you today, it's just behold Jesus. You know, we don't have to have a plan to figure it all out. We don't. Mm -hmm. He's the pearl He's given you everything already. His presence is the greatest reward. And it's from the place of his presence that everything else flows. Everything flows forth from the throne of God. And when we step into that throne, everything else will flow forth from that place. He's everything. 
And man, his presence is everything. So I just want to release that over you too. I, I, had, I saw multiple people on here talking about about direction for for ministry for life um and i want to tell you that you have the greatest gift which is him and and i understand i understand what you mean in that and you're and this isn't a rebuke it's a it's an encouragement that as you just press into him that god's recalibrating our mind he's recalibrating our hearts back to his presence back to those things that that matter right he says you know i'm rich and i'm in need of nothing he says but i urge you to buy gifts refined by the fire gold refined by the fire right and part of that gold is is the things that eternally matter and it's impacting eternity and so i just want to release over you just the fresh awareness of who he is right now mm -hmm. father i just thank you jesus that lord you truly work all things out for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose i thank you jesus that as they lift their eyes on you god as they bring their hearts in their pursuit to you god i thank you jesus right now god that just all that just the breakthrough lord father is in your hands god that lord it's the anointing that destroys the yoke and i thank you jesus that the anointing of your spirit is destroying god every false yoke right now in the name of jesus god i thank you jesus for breakthrough i yes. thank you lord for just transition lord from glory to glory that's the only transition i want is glory to glory and so i declare over you who's going through the transition that it's glory to glory i thank you jesus lord father that you are bringing greater uh reality to who you are lord i thank you jesus that you are true i thank you that there's the trust and the confidence lord father in what you're establishing and what you're aligning lord uh in their life right now god and father i just pray lord father that every area Lord Father, where there's been uh, disruption, every area where it feels like there's been under attack, Lord Father, I just pray breakthrough, God, and I pray the closing of every door that they were never called to walk through in the first place. I feel like there's parts of these doors, Rachel. Um, I feel like there's part of these, this door that God is that God's closing. There's a door that that God's closing, Rachel, and it's of Him, and He says, just let it go. I just feel like mm -hmm. there's just this let just letting go of this door that God is, it's actually him that's closing the door. It's because of, and it's because of his love for you. It's because of what he has for you is so much greater than what you're giving up. He says that what he has in store for you is so much greater than what you're giving and then what you're giving up. And so I feel like it's this revelation of come up here and I'll show you things you've never seen. And it's this wooing away deeper. It's because of love. It's this wooing away deeper into his presence. It's this wooing away deeper into the things of God, the gifts that are on that are in your life that God is wanting to activate, that God is wanting to pull out. There's even more. There's even visions that you have, but God says there's more, daughter. There's more that I want to give you. How good is that? There's more than I want to give you. There's more that I want to pour out. There's more that I want to show you. You've had visions for your life of where you feel like that, where you feel like your life should be by now, or things that you want to do that again are all good. That's good things that you want to partner with Him. But He says, "Come up here, and I'm going to show you things you've never seen." And there's new things that God wants to unveil to you, new revelation, new new strategies, new blueprints of what He's calling you to do. Amen. And so that door that that closed was a door that God closed because there's greater doors in front of you that God's wanting to open. And it all has to do with with where you're going. And so the very thing of like the transition of kind of, you know, feeling out of place. Well, he's tr he's resetting you in place. Amen. And so I just want to bless you in that. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> she says, wow, I heard him singing, let it go from Frozen before he said that. I heard it too. That's why I said, <laughs> <laughs> I have a 13-month-old daughter, and, I, and that song was echoing back. It was let it go. <laughs> she said, let it go, Rachel. Let it go. In Jesus' name.
I know we're winding out of time here, but I want to just release a, a word corporately here to, to those who are on this feed that I believe that we're really stepping into a Kairos moment. And so when I say Kairos moment, there's there's timelines of God. Kronos is the chronological order, meaning in, in time and sequence. Kairos is an opportune time. And so there's an opportune time when God is really... He's, he's he's causing a shift in our life. There's a there's God's moving in a in a certain way. There's a there's an anointing for breakthrough there, and I believe that that we're that we're in a Kairos time right now where there's an opportune time that God is releasing an invitation to some of the things that we've been speaking about on this live, um, but even just breakthrough. It seems like there's been a common theme of just breakthrough and transition and and just invitation and just stepping deeper. And I just I just heard it right now just before we leave off of here that there's just that this is a Kairos time just to reach up and grab a hold of it. That God is, if you're on this live right now and you're hearing this and you're hearing the repeat and you're hearing the words on everybody under the sound of my voice, that you are in a Kairos moment where God is turning all things around. I just see a turnaround. I just see mm. this turnaround. I just see this turnaround. And it's like that just God is turning things around in your life. It's like this spiritual U-turn where God is turning things around in your life. He was going one way, but God's bringing it in another way. And I just see a divine shift taking place. And so I just want to speak that over you. I just see a, a shift that leads to supernatural favor, that God is pouring out his spirit over your life. There's a supernatural favor. There's a supernatural breakthrough taking place. There's a there's a things desired becoming things possessed. There's a things desired becoming things possessed. Lehman Shava. Amen. There's a things desired becoming things possessed, that it's a time of stepping into the land of divine inheritance. And I just want to release that over you now in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, Tyler. Well, um, anybody, if you want to send your, if you have more that you want to say to Tyler, um, we have his email right here. It, this is right, right? Tyler, consumelovedministries at gmail.com. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So people can, is that the best way for people to, or are there other ways that people can send you testimonies? Yeah. So you guys can go ahead and email me there, Consuming Love Ministries. Um, you can also message me on Facebook, Instagram. It's just Tyler Medina. Uh, but either one of those, we'll, we'll go ahead and get back with you. So we'd love to hear the testimonies because it yeah. breeds other testimonies. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's super important. So um, how can people follow you? Because I know you're on social media as well. Yeah. So uh, on Facebook and Instagram, Tyler Medina, you can also follow the podcast, which is the Father's Heart podcast. It's on Apple, Spotify. It's on everywhere um, that they have podcasts. Also, YouTube channel um, is, is Consuming Love Ministries as well. Yeah. So for those listening on the podcast, the email is consumingloveministries at gmail.com. So it's consumingloveministries, all one word, at gmail.com. So send your testimonies, especially if you're listening on the podcast later. Um, you know, definitely send those to Tyler as well. So um, Tyler, thank you so much, man. God bless you, seriously. Awesome. Um, thank and thank you for just being so generous with your time especially uh, during the ministry time as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, everybody, that's our show. Have a blessed Wednesday. Join us tomorrow, Thursday, December 8th with Joshua, Josh Rich. Um, we're going to be just talking about a lot of stuff. That's going to be great. A lot of stuff that actually, Tyler, you mentioned as well, which is about um, making God your focus, not the thing. Um, and so it's it, that was like a perfect segue at the end there. When you said that, I was like, that's actually what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. So it's perfect. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Um, everybody be blessed. 
and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Josh Rish. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Today.